coming up on today's experience. Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show which have nothing to do with life, but they are full of energy. Just a ton of energy. The review of the Goofy News, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think. In regards to the media, they are full of it. Okay, well, full of garbage, that is. That's what I meant. Also, life lessons for our faith that we could actually use probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because all of us together want to be full of the Lord. That's why. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I'll be your host for the next 5,400,000 milliseconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. Good night. Oh, no, I'm kidding. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. You know, here it is right here. Do we have faith that we lack nothing in Jesus? Remember what David said? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Ooh, there we go. If you've got uh, a response to that, an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, fantastic. Don't let it die of loneliness. That's sad. Just give us a call at 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972, is the number you call, 972-445-0770. You'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Talking to Dynamite D is like talking to somebody you want to bless. That sounds amazing. Because he is a great guy. Here's the other part about this. You can text us during the show as well as call us. You just text 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. I think the paint is dry. All right. Also, you can email us, David, at hemustincrease.org. That's David at hemustincrease.org. Not supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Just David at hemustincrease.org. We're going to send you up to the website. A couple things to tell you there. Uh, on the website is an opportunity for you to give, either directly through the website or information on how to give or using the website to contact us, either by check or by credit card if you want to give that way. All of these ways are 100% safe and secure. All of these are 100% tax deductible. Very nice. And uh, you get uh, a Maserati, a helicopter, and 
uh, your own uh, boat, luxury boat, if you give. Wow. Not from me. Not from this ministry. <laughs> Probably not from the Lord either. But I'm just telling you, you know, if you think that's important. Anyway, here's what's important. If you give, we're going to do our best to keep going. That's what we're doing. And we'll give you a receipt. And at the end of the year, you get the receipt or beginning of the following year. And then you get to deduct it. That's it. That's the best we can give you. Right? That's all we got. Here it is. Also, I want you to be aware that on the website, on the website is a new page called Contest Page. Now, I have verification from that for, from our very own Dynamite D. You can verify you've seen it. Is that correct? It looks amazing. So those are the two study Bibles that we have given away, and I'm going to announce in the next segment. We have our winners and we're going to talk about that and what the process is. So if they're not listening, they're going to need to uh, listen to the replay or something because that's the only way they're going to figure it out. So I'll be sharing all that in a little bit. Don't forget on the website as well is the praise reports. If God has done something cool in your life, you just go to the website. You fill it out. You don't have to spell perfectly. You, I think there's an automatic spell check in there. You don't have to do anything. But just share. Just share. Hey, this is great. This is fantastic. This happened. Awesome stuff. Check out. He must increase.org. Prayer request. He must increase.org. Praise report. He must increase.org. Looking to give to this ministry? He must increase.org. Confused by what's happening right now? He must increase.org. He must increase.org. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. <laughs> See, you have no idea what that is, do you? It's not like a cartoon, no? No. It was well, it was a commercial for Alka Seltzer. Oh my god. And Alka Seltzer helped your stomach when you had a tummy ache. So it's plop that. plop fizz fizz. Oh what a relief it is. Pop plop. And what fizz, year fizz. are we talking, Dave? That's, what that's era? What, what year are we talking? Uh gosh, that must have been I think seventies. Maybe oh, late seventies, sure, maybe time. maybe oh yeah, a little bit. <laughs> We are just having the coolest sounds. I'm just giving Jennifer mega props for doing an excellent job. All right. Now, in regards to the page and the winners and everything like that, we're going to be doing more contests. So everybody relax. I will tell you that there were two winners, one that came in by text, one that came in by phone. One of the people have deferred. And then another person who I was really blessed that got it. Uh, here, When I tell you the story, oh, I'll just tell you. Forget it. It's just more cool to tell you because it's just great. Next segment, we're going to pray, by the way, for uh, Nola and for the family and for Easton and for Julianne and Jared because all, all of them are going through it. We need to pray for them. But here's what happened. We had our winner. One of the very first winner was Rosalind. Rosalind won the first. She was first. She actually called, and then she texted, and then she called. <laughs> she was just all over it, and she won. So she was able to pick, and I'm so happy for her. I just cannot tell you how happy I am uh, that, the, that the Lord uh, blessed her. So she won, and then somebody else won after her, and then they deferred. Now watch this. Then we have just one of our sweet, sweet brothers, Abraham, and Abraham you know, didn't win the contest, loved one of the two Bibles. Well, it turns out that uh, Rosalind picked the other one, so the one that's left over is available for Abraham. Wow. So we're able to give him that Bible from the person who won. So both people are getting the Bibles they want, and then we have somebody. His name is Brad. He's a listener. He's going to be meeting me on Tuesday after the show. I'm going to give him the two Bibles, the addresses and the phone numbers, and I'm going to say, God bless you, Brad. And then Brad is going to take care of getting the Bibles delivered to the winners. But isn't that isn't that awesome? Come on. That is just cool, cool, cool stuff. 
So we just say praise the Lord for the goodness and the graciousness and how that all worked out. So again, on the website, we tell you if there's anybody that really wants to study Bible and it's in your heart and you really can't afford it, we'll get you one. We'll work out, we'll do our best to get you one. So I'm just really praising the Lord that all of these things are working out that way. In the meantime, let's go into the text because I do want to do some teaching, and this is an important part. And we are in Hebrews chapter 11, and we are at verse 24, a, a very critical time. We're back with Moses. Let's listen to the text and go from there. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter and chose to suffer with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. Ooh. Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Wow, what a departure from our current generation of whiny babies, of whiny baby youths. In a billionaire context, this guy was entitled to anything and everything. He was the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Not much he couldn't have got. But trying to be true, he would not hide himself in the palace. Guess what? The verse says he grew up. When you grow up, you make decisions that do not always benefit your financial, social, power, or fame situation. That's called growing up. When you think that everything is about you on social media, you have not. You've not grown up. If you think your entire life is on that, you've not grown up at all. Here is a guy. Now listen to this. This is so powerful. Moses made a choice. Everyone is going to be offered some form of opportunity. Now, he chose to suffer with the real people, the people of God. And he chose against the pleasures that were before him. And more like Solomon and less like most of us, Moses had an unlimited opportunity to sin his brains out. He was wealthier than the princes of the kings of Egypt now. He could have had anything he wanted. He chose to follow God. From an impact point of view on the world and on society, Moses has touched billions of lives. All the pharaohs combined, not so much. So just think about the impact that Moses really brought to the universe, brought to the world, by rejecting the high-standing comfort of the palace. He chose rather to just suffer along with the people of God, wow, rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. So here's what I want you to get. Moses made this decision, ready, by faith. See? Okay, well, that would not have been the logical decision. You are right. You are, you're right. I, I don't, I'm going to tell you right now, you're right. It was by faith 
that Moses refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, which he could have done at any time. He could have said, here's my badge, here's my room, here's my servants, you'll do what I say. If you don't do what I say, I'm going to build a big pit and just throw you in there, and nobody's going to say a thing. Just, just, I know we'll get to that text later on. Uh, was it next week? Next week on the, the whole thing about the Pharaoh and Moses and was he afraid? We'll get to that later. But right now, stay with the program. He chose to suffer with the people of God rather than to enjoy the pleasures of sin. But look at what it says. He chose to suffer. He made that decision based on his faith. How many decisions do we make based on faith? And here's the thing in the nutshell, or the nutshell, or the thing of the nutshell, or whatever you want to call it. When we simply make decisions by observation, we slight two very important principles. Number one, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. So there's one thing that says is don't lean on your own understanding. And the other passage in the New Testament is we walk by faith and not by sight. So you can't just look at the situation and go, well, that's fantastic for humans, but that's what got us kicked out of the garden. So here's an idea. Make a decision with faith connected to it, understanding that when you insert God, it gives you a better understanding of what's really taking place. Yeah. How do you not What a way to start a Friday. I love this. Okay, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. In 1 Samuel 5 and 6, it talks about the Ark of the Covenant. That's where the uh, movie, uh, actually at the end of 1 Samuel chapter 5, that's where the, moody, the movie, the Raiders of the, of the Lost Ark, that's where they got the whole premise. Seventy men, uh, when the Ark came back, actually that's in uh, 6, I'm sorry. First uh, Samuel 6, they looked into the Ark, which God deemed uh, disrespectful. And uh, real life, and 70 people died because they looked into the Ark on the spot. That, uh, that's from real, that's real stuff. That's not fake. But uh, the idea, uh, you know, it didn't probably happen the way that they showed it in the movies, but uh, okay. At least they tried to portray it, and at least they were accurate about what took place. But I think the important part is to understand the Philistine uh, rulers were political leaders. Uh, they were political leaders. They got together for a political solution. <laughs> That's what happened. That's what happened. The priests got together and made a decision. Instead of trying to overcome the power of God, they thought they'd make an offering to God, return the ark to Israel. That spiritual solution worked. Got that? So political rulers making political decisions. Failure! Priests making an offering to God and returning things to their proper place. Solution! That's the key, people. I think that's the key. That's what we need. That's why we need a strong spiritual core in the church. Not just you in your church, but the church in large. Trust me. Trust me when I say this. When they start shooting Christians because we're Christians, when it becomes more like China, and they start beating us because we're Christians, the denominational issue will fade to the white. And uh, for all of the people that say, no, no, that can't be, you are way, way wrong. Church history has repeated itself several times. It's the exact same thing. Keep in mind, the church has been around a little longer than America. Oh, 
tell that to some Christians. They, they want to shoot you. It's weird. Anyway, as the kicker to that is uh, the five rats. I think that's the funniest part of all, that uh, they actually had to make five golden rats representing the five political leaders. A divine humor saying sometimes political leaders can be like rats. That's kind of what that's saying. And uh, it's human proclaimed, but is it Jesus approved? That's the question. Anyway, we've had a phenomenal show. I'd say phenomenal. Would you call it phenomenal? I call it phenomenal. I don't even know what phenomenal. Super phenomenal. Super phenomenal. We've had a super phenomenal show, and uh, I just want to say that uh, uh, we really appreciate all of our guests. We have a terrific. I mean, we have something. I got. I got something for tomorrow. Oh my goodness, it's called the nagging theory. You ever heard that? It's called the nagging theory. For all of those uh, young Jewish boys out there who uh, have uh, grown up in that same kind of uh, process, you will understand. It's the nagging theory. We're going to talk about that. And then uh, a few more things uh, about, uh, uh, oh, a few more things we're going to give away. Something interesting happened in Alabama Supreme Court. A lot of good political stuff that we've talked about, but mostly... Kingdom of God stuff, because, you know, uh, everything else compared to advancing the kingdom of God, everything else is just interesting. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. I love that, Phil. I'm just I'm not going to be, you know, first of all, the Philistine leaders and the rats. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> Sorry. And then uh, even even in the, in the midst of uh, when I was working with a company that had a lot more political sling to it, I'm like, nope, kingdom of God, kingdom of God, kingdom of God. This is this is what you got to do, okay? If you sit there and you think, and I'm going to say this really nice, and don't get mad at me, but if you get mad at me, it's your own problem. If you think, well, you know, the only solution to our entire country is this person, the only solution is this party or this, this, you are so wrong. You've breached the mark. The only solution for this country is God. Period. No human being embodies that. God ordains that. Okay? So just stop. All right? All right. Uh, trivia question. We're going to do that. We're going to do our uh, our DNA, and then we're going to do some prayer. So there's a couple things I want to do here. So first of all, trivia question. After Jesus, Jesus was crucified, besides the Romans, who helped bring down his body from the cross. Who was that? Okay. Very influential person. I think it's in the Gospel of John. I, you know, it's just in the back of my head. I'm pretty sure it's the Gospel of John. Uh, if you think you know, you want to give a holler, 972-445-0770. That's the number to call if you think you know who it was. Okay. Additionally, you can text 214-210-8483. And then on top of that, you can send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. So that's three ways to get in touch with us on the trivia question, besides the Romans. Who was the person who helped take the body down from the cross? What was that person's name? Very influential person. And I'm just going to leave that there. In the meantime, we're going to go to our DNA. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Every day. You just need to spend some time with the Lord. Does it have to be the same amount? Nope. Does it have to be at the same time? Nope. Does it have to be this? Nope, 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 nope. 
No. Okay? All right. No. It just spend some time with the Lord. Getting that? Okay. Never, so there's no legalism. Okay? When you have a best friend, when you're married, you spend time with your spouse. It's not the exact time. It's like it's normal. Like just calm down. All right. And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Never be ashamed of what Jesus had to say. Never be ashamed of his word. He is called the word. So never, never, never be ashamed of Jesus. And Jesus said, never be ashamed of me or my words. Never be ashamed of what's written in the Bible. The shame will be on those who reject. And then A, always be ready. To serve. To serve. OPM, other people matter. B, Concern. It's not that you have no concern for yourself, but you have to have concern for others that gets you out of the realm of selfish and into this realm of selfless. And that's how Jesus did it. He came to serve others, not to be served, even though he was entitled to be served. He did not use that. Okay? All right. Last, uh, last we're going to do the trivia question, then we're going to go into prayer. Uh, after Jesus was crucified, who took his body down from the cross? Not talking about the Romans. Uh, very influential person. You want to think about who that is? If you think you know, you can reach out to us at uh, 972-445-0770 or 214-210-8483 or send an email, david at hemusincrease.org. We're going to pray for NOLA. The situation with NOLA is that they pulled some of the the leukemia cells out of her. They sent them. They re, I don't know how they repurposed them so that they're cancer-fighting. They put them back in her. She got a little bit of a drop, not very much, but enough to, that gives you a little bit of hope. So we want to be praying for her. But I also want to pray for the people that are surrounding her, okay? I want to pray for the people that are surrounding Nola. Next... Easton has been going through it again, which I'm not, that doesn't surprise me, and I have a lot of confidence in Easton, but the parents are going through it. Like I had mentioned before, Julianne and Jared are really taking it on the chin, and so I want to pray for them, and then I want to pray for, of course, Gary and Rosalind and all of our people, but my prayer is also leaning towards those people that help us. In other words, all the people that surround the same people we're praying for, we want them to be supported. Okay, so let's bring it in prayer. We'll bring it before the Lord. Father, we come before you right now, and we cannot thank you or praise you enough for all the awesome things that you have done, that you are doing, and you will yet do for us. And our appreciation probably is poorly expressed, but we just say right now, thank you for everything. But we lift up the people that are hurting, like Nola, like Easton, like Gary, like our like our friends, like Rosalind, and like Deborah, and like Mary, and like Ace, and like all the people that are in our group that are just hurting, we just lift them before you and pray you would touch them by the power of your kingdom. And Lord, we pray for their support teams, the people that help, the people that stand by, the people that support, the people that love on them, that they also may be refreshed and take courage. May your grace fill their minds and hearts. And may your mercy fall upon all of us and those who are hurting this way fall upon them in a special way. We pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, we do have somebody who is ready to answer the trivia question, so let's send them on through. Knock, knock, this is David. Who am I talking to? This is... 
Hello, this is Brother Don. Hi, Don. How are you, brother? Well, great. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing really, really well, actually. I appreciate you asking me. I'm I'm doing I'm doing good. I'm sticking to my diet, sticking to my workout routine. I'm sticking to nothing, doing nothing tonight. (laughs) Well, I'm trying this uh, chicken noodle. Well, it's a chicken chicken soup diet. I'm hoping it'll work. Okay, you know that's like penicillin, though, right? Chicken soup for Jewish people is like penicillin. Just so you can know. Is that good or bad? It's great. It's great. Anytime you're anytime you're sick, you just your mom goes, "Eat this soup, eat this soup." That's all she says. Eat this soup. Like, okay, okay, got it. All right, here we go, my friend. Here is the question: After Jesus was crucified, not talking about the Romans, who took his body down from the cross? Very influential person. Who was that? Yes, his name is Joseph of Arimathea. That is correct, Armando. You know, I have, I have not had answers years and years and years. Even when I was a little kid, we had a Bible drill on the thing like that. But you, you broke up just a little bit. Say that again. Oh, I just said I've known that answer for years. Yeah, there you go. See, that's some of the things. Yeah. It's 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 just Joseph of, of Arimathea. Just like that guy was a. He, he it even says he was a secret disciple. Right? Yes. Because nobody even knew it. And, which tells you God has people him, all over. And he, yeah. And he put him in his own grave. Yep. Yep. He built for him. Yep. Yeah. So some people are on secret cool. secret assignment. You just go, yes, Lord. You just you don't question God. You just go, yes, Lord. And it just makes it easier. Absolutely. <laughs> Excellent job, brother. Thank you, sir. God bless you. All right. You have an awesome weekend. <laughs> all right. Uh, we don't have time for the rest of this text, but I will say this, and I, I, I can do this anytime. I think you guys know that, but it's you know I just want to say in regards to Moses, it says that you know he he chose to rather the, to suffer with the people of God rather than enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. Don't kid yourself. As much as you think sin is great, the pleasure of sin is temporary. The stain is permanent unless it's washed. By the blood of Jesus. Okay, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassadors Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. What is the David Spoon experience? By the way, I found out uh, just the other day, I know you don't know this, but I found out that I am one of the most hated uh, people in the United States of America and in the world. Did you know that? 
Uh, because you're a middle-aged white guy? Ha! Huh. Let me help you out here, son. Let me help you out. Not only am I a middle-aged white guy. By the way, thanks for the middle age line. <laughs> thanks, pal. I appreciate that. I'm not uh, that far behind. Uh, okay, well, that's not the point. The point is I'm also, ready? Ready? I'm also Jewish. Okay, so I have a lot of people that don't like me right there. I'm Christian, so I have a lot of people that don't like me right there. I'm conservative. I have a lot of people that don't like me right there. I'm an American. Got a lot of people that don't like me right there. I mean, you see where we're going with this? And and I have a talk show. <laughs> so that's just, you put all those together. Uh, my you got points, me left. Yeah, I love I, you, buddy. I mean, come on. You know, just because they love me doesn't mean uh, they're right. And just because they hate me doesn't mean they're wrong. Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish, and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, seven grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations, and is a summa cum laude for his BA degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree in theological studies and a doctorate in strategic ministry. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? Nah, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life? Culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out. 770 KAAM, Garland, Dallas, Fort Worth. <laughs> and now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's fantastic, phenomenal, always fun, usually somewhat fascinating Friday as we head into the weekend. Not being afraid, even if the earth gives way or the mountains fall into the seas or the weather is bad, because our help comes from the Lord. First, there are so many great things the Lord brings into our lives. There's no way we can fully express our appreciation. But along with these mega cool blessings come requirements that involve becoming Christ-like. It is awesome when Christ-likeness involves answered prayers and miracles. I mean, that's just awesome. It's a little less awesome when Christ-likeness involves growing up to look like Jesus. <laughs> it's a little, little less. When we earnestly prayed that we could be more like Jesus, God ignored that prayer. <laughs> Just kidding. He logged that prayer. He's been answering that prayer your entire Christian journey. And even if you ask him to put it aside for a while, he won't. Because God answers prayers, and in his way, and in his timing, he answers. So it may be helpful to examine two distinct characteristics that God works in us to help us shine Jesus a little bit more in our lives. This is useful to us in our walk with God because it helps us focus on the priorities that God has established. So here's a, here's a real quick question. Is your priority... God's priority? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. 
but is it a kingdom priority? Erratically, when we come to maturity in faith, we begin to understand how much God despises pride. He hates it so much, he judged our worst enemy because it. He turned a king into a cow. This teaching is about two positive Christ-like characteristics and one big no-no, and that gives you a lot of ouch. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. Spiritual observations. My life's insanities. And why they? So much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can also text us during the show, 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. Or you can call us, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you make that call, you'll end up talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Dynamite! Talking to Dynamite D on a Friday afternoon is just like the same feeling that you're heading into the weekend. We're looking forward to that one. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Yes, praise the Lord. Uh, a couple things to tell you. Maybe you got a question, a thought, a comment, an opinion. You got something you want to share? Awesome, awesome, awesome. Okay, we're going to pray for uh, an in-law in just about uh, 60 seconds. Somebody just texted me, his Aunt Deb's uh, daughter-in-law, her family, they had something happen. We're going to pray for them. Before we get there, here's the deal. You might have something you want to share, a prayer request, just like we're being asked to do there. Or maybe you've got a praise report, something you want to share. Maybe you got a question, just a comment, whatever. The idea follows along Hebrews 3.25 and Hebrews 10.25 about us. Well, I think it's Hebrews 3.13 and Hebrews 10.25. I apologize. Uh, and it's, it's all about encouraging one another. In the Lord, as we see the day of his return getting closer and closer and closer, and by golly, it's getting much closer, isn't it? So in our approach, we support all of these ministries that are around us. In our ministry, we just ask you to be uh, considerate of being encouraging. It's just not a kvetch fest here. doesn't mean you don't have places to do that. Just here, we're just talking about, hey, let's lift each other up because there's a lot of garbage going on that goes beyond just political realms or beyond just financial realms. It goes beyond, it goes to the very core of our essence. And so what I want to make sure we do is strengthen one another because there's a lot of stuff happening all over. So one of the things we ask you to do is we pray, you pray for the audience. You pray for one another. You take care of one another. You bless one another. And so we're going to ask you to do that. We're going to we're going to give you our trivia question, but first we're going to pray for uh, Aunt Deb, Aunt Deb's daughter-in-law Holly. Pray for Aunt Holly every single day 
They've had a, uh, something just happen in their family, a real tragic death in their family that was unexpected. So we just want to lift up that family and ask God to be the God of comfort for them. So let's do that together. Father, we come before you right now. And of course, like we said, we thank you and we praise you and we acknowledge you. And we lift up Holly's family to you and we just ask you to comfort them. We ask you to be with them, that they would know your presence in the hardest of times. Lord, even when we, we discuss about, you know, the death of Lazarus and the people that were hurting, Jesus is shown to be crying and weeping with the people. We understand there's pain there, and we understand you connect with them in that. We just pray that you would be the God of comfort, that they wouldn't just be hurting, but that they'd also find from the hurting that there is healing. We ask for your grace for their family and everybody around them. Have mercy on them all. And we lift them up before you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Okay, so if you just want to be able to pray and take care of one another, it's kind of important to be able to do that with one another. It's more important than it's more important than me teaching is to be praying for one another, just to be a hundred percent honest about it. I'm just being honest. I mean it's more important to petition God's more than me sounding and sharing is more important to seek the face of God. Period. Okay? Uh, so let's go back to the trivia question, which I did not yet ask. So we'll ask the trivia question. We'll just kind of bounce around and figure out where we're going. Cause it's Friday, man. It's we're Friday. We, we're so used to this now. In that too. We just roll. <laughs> Throw the dice. Okay, sure. Right. Uh, here's your trivia question. Now I've asked this before, but we got a lot of people got it wrong. So I'm going to give you a chance, everybody, to get it right this time because that's how you learn these things. Now, how many days was Lazarus dead before Jesus came to visit? Now, we've already asked this, like in the last two and a half months. So not to remember is okay, but you got to remember. It's more than two and less than six. How's that? That's pretty good. More than two. Now, Al got the pow-pow on the last one. He's not going to get it on this one. <laughs> to get it on this one. Joanne and Cordelia are going to get the pow-pow on this one. Let me just say that real quickly. Somebody is calling in, so i got to find out whether they're calling in. Nope, they're going to call in to answer. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. Will Rogers. Hey, Will Rogers. How are you? I'm great. I hope you're more better. I'm doing great, brother. I'm just, I'm doing great. And, I, you know, I just thank you for being such a blessing for us all. All right. You ready for this one? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. How many days was Lazarus dead before Jesus came to visit? I think it was three days. It was how many? Three. Add one. Four. That is correct, Amanda! <laughs> now, Here's why that's significant. So I just want to make sure you track with me on this, okay? Four days, which was highly unusual because, you know, we look at Jesus and it's three days and so on and so forth. But the rabbis used to believe that after three days there was no coming back. So in Lazarus's miracle, it was a double miracle. Because not only did he come back to life, but it was past the time they thought that was possible. Well, I absolutely knew about, uh, you know, putting somebody in the grave. Oops, we, he wasn't dead. He woke up. <laughs> Excellent, though. See, I love the way you approached it, and the way you shared it, and the way you did it. And that's, see, that's what I love about you. Just like you got right into it. So now, when somebody says to you, How long was Lazarus dead? You're going to go, Four, 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 four. 
You'll be so fast on that. It's not even funny. <laughs> Dad, there you go, brother. Excellent. Job. Something. All right. Good job, bro. Okay. Well, you have a good day, sir. All right. You too. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Excellent work. Love with the real Rogers. He says he's doing more better. Uh, Hope you're doing I, more better. I love that. Yeah. It's <laughs> just great. All right. All right. I've got to speed this on, on a little bit. So a couple things to remind you for. Number one, the contest is over. On the website is a new contest page. Not a new is a is a new page called the contest page. It just shows you the two study Bibles. One was with one by Rosalind, and then the other one who, who tossed the show, and then the other one uh, has was won and then donated to a brother who really wanted it but wasn't able to get it, and so that worked out perfectly. Both those Bibles are going to be given to Brad, who's going to be helping us do legwork around here and is going to take those Bibles to the two winners. We are going to have other contests. In the meantime, you're supposed to be praying for the audience and start thinking today about your April buddies because we're starting April buddies on Monday, which means you've got to pick somebody. If you picked somebody last time, pick somebody different. That you've either heard, heard me talk about, heard from the show, whatever the case may be, in some connection to us in some way, and then you're going to pray for them in the month of April. You don't have to pray brilliantly, but you got to commit to praying, and we want you to be able to do that, even if it's only 10 seconds a pop. Okay? All right. Great. <sighs> this is a lot of stuff, right? Okay. Instead of trying to rush this in, we're going to take the break because <laughs> just, I just can't do it. Just, this is such a good teaching. I just don't want to ruin it. So we'll take a break, then come back, take a deep breath. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here at KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Who knows? What is the David Spoon Experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Oh, okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. <laughs> That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. What is the David Spoon Experience? Hey, jingity jing. It's Dominic the donkey. Jingity jing. The Italian Christmas donkey. La, 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 la. Oh, that is la, you. La, la. That's for Zany, my friend. Uh, welcome back to the David Smoot experience. So we, being not 
completely unlike you know Christmas vacation in Chevy Chase and so on and so forth. We we got a really big tree, slapped it up on the car. Of course, it scratched the car to no end. Remember, I'm Jewish and I'm trying to follow the Christmas holiday. It's got nothing to do with my Christianity. <laughs> I like Christmas. I like the season and so on and so forth. I have no problem celebrating any specific time, picking a time, and we're as close as we can be celebrating the birth of Christ. It's awesome. It's a great time of year. But you're talking about me fighting a tree, and I'm fighting the tree, and I'm fighting the tree, and I hack off a few branches. And unfortunately, what I hacked off with the with the axe wasn't enough because I was right there again, holding the Christmas tree with my feet on the door, trying to pull it in. Hey, you know what? The Christmas tree was not coming in. So you know what I did? I hacked off a few more pieces. But then instead of just trying to pull the tree in, I hacked off a few more pieces. By this point, I have decided that Christmas is a pagan holiday that only people who are supporting Christmas presents have created, and Jewish people who believe in Jesus should not be celebrating Christmas, and I'm crashing the and I've got the act up, and I'm crushing it, and I'm going to get this tree in, and you would not believe it, but after doing that for 15 minutes, I still could not get the tree in the house. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where the show is already half over. I don't know how it happened. I mean, that is just, I am so far behind. I'm so far behind, I'm catching up to myself. Uh, Here's your trivia question. Okay, here we go. How old... Well, you don't have to be perfect on this. It's just the general. You can, you'll get it. How old was Jesus when he started his ministry? Okay. How old was Jesus when he started his ministry? Okay. This is not, you know, this is not, this is not hard. Okay. I don't know how Joanne and Cordelia and Al, I don't know how they texted at the same time because they have this millisecond count. You guys are just amazing. That fast? Yeah, it's just wow. that fast. All right. Uh, if you think you know the answer, no, somebody's calling in, so we got that. 972-445-0770, although uh, somebody's already calling in. 214-210-8483, or send an email, david at hemustincrease.org. Now, even though somebody's going to answer, you can still answer, right? You can still. There's nothing wrong with it. You can even answer five minutes later if you didn't hear the answer. I mean, that's great. Just do that. Just just so we can know what's going on. Let's send the person through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Yes, this is Gary. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good, Gary. I'm a little concerned about the drive home because I heard the weather's kind of yucky. But you know what? I'll take my time and just worship the Lord. But outside of that, doing pretty well. And how are you feeling today? Well, I'm okay. Okay. Well, I want everybody to be praying for our brother like we did earlier. you got to keep praying for one another. So we, we love you, Gary, and we want you to be blessed and better. Okay? Okay. Thank you. All right. Here we go. How old was Jesus when he started his ministry? He was about 30. That is correct, Amundo! Now, the only negative about that, Gary, and this is somewhat of a joke, is nowadays people that are 30, they think they know everything. (laughs) It's just like you're just like going, you should wait till you're 40. Wait, you should wait till you're 50. Oh, wait, you should wait till you're 60. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> nowadays they just think they know, but Jesus, at least he knew. So, yep, 30 years old. That's exactly correct. And he could not have been a rabbinical teacher if he was younger. So that's another part of it. So very important. Okay. Ex okay. Excellent job, my brother. I appreciate Okay. And I'll continue to pray for all of you, and God bless you. You too, bro. Bye-bye. All right, excellent job by our wonderful brother. All right, remember, don't forget to pray for the audience. Here's a great thing. If you're like, well, I don't know what to pray for the audience, ask the Lord to bless the people that you pray for in the audience to trust in God. Instead of being afraid of what they hear, myself included, how about we do this, this really weird thing. Let's trust God. Let's do it. It's amazing. Don't forget about your April buddy. Like I mentioned, I'll leave that there. So we've got that. We've got that. We're going to skip the jokes because I just have to do this teaching because we haven't gotten anywhere on it yet. Uh, there are two major components for you as a Christian. I'm just going to tell you what they are and then break them down because it'll be easier for you. One of the first things that we need is to be yielded to the Lord. And I want to say something about that because I think we understand that differently than God tries to communicate that to us, or that he has communicated that to us, okay? When it says yielded, we're talking at this level, okay? Sometime later, God tested Abraham. He said, Abraham, here I am, he replied. God said, take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the region of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. That level of yielded. This, I, there's nothing, I don't have to make this, there's no big, uh, you know, new revelation. How yielded was Abraham? He was willing to give up everything. How yield everything. And you want to know why that process takes place so that you can, and oh, by the way, just in case you're wondering, well, how does that affect me? Galatians 3.29, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. That's Galatians 3.29. So you don't get to be a member of the family of Christ and disassociate with Abraham. It's not allowed. If you are a person who belongs to Jesus, then you are Abraham's seed. If you are Abraham's seed, then the things that God requires of Abraham, he may require of you. Guess what? That's your job. You do that. How yielded? Pretty yielded. Right? I mean, how, how high? Pretty high. How far? Pretty far. To what point? To giving up the promise of God in the child on the altar, believing that God could bring him back. Right? that far. What I love uh, uh, in the scripture is how it makes it plain what we need to do. What I can't stand about the scripture is that it makes it plain about what we need to do. It's like, I love it and I hate it. Of course, just like you. It's like, okay, all right, but, but there's no but, but we have to do it. If the Lord requires us to, and I'm not telling you to sacrifice your child on an altar right now. What I'm telling you is that whatever the Lord has for you that he says, lay that down, you got to lay it down. Why? What's the big deal? Because there can be no other gods in our life. That is the first commandment, the second commandment. Actually, that's all the commandments, just really, just to be honest about it. You know what you can have in your life? No other shrines. Now, I have people in my family that I love. 
But if they get in between me and the Lord, they become the shrine. And I just, I can't, that's just the wrong way to do it. It's not, it's not that I don't love them. It's that they can't elevate to that level. What is it that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10? If you love your mom or your dad, if you love your son or your daughters, it's like if you love people more than you love me, you can't be mine. There is no difference between that and this. There is no difference between that and the first commandment. There is no difference. The Lord does not tolerate competition when it comes to the seat of the chair in your heart. Does not tolerate competition. In fact, he says, I am a jealous God. It's like, no, no. No space. No way. And Abraham demonstrated that he was willing. Verse 12 out of Genesis 22, do not lay a hand on the boy. He said, do not do anything to him. Now I know that you fear God because you've not withheld from me your son, your only son. You can't, and, and, and this was the son that was carrying on the promise of God, can't hold on to those things. We must lay them down. Now, what we talk about now is at the cross, okay? So this is Abraham's altar, right? Now we bring those things and we lay them at the cross, right? You cannot have any other gods. You know they're false gods. I like that Steve said that one time. It's like, they're not really gods. That's true. But when you put them there, you make them gods. And so as much as I love this, that, or whatever, and and the Lord takes it to that one step further, just in case you're wondering, if you love yourself more than God. <laughs> See, it's like, uh-oh. Now we're now we're getting personal, Dave. <laughs> I know. But this is what the Lord asks of us, expects of us, to be so fully yielded that there is nothing off the table if he teaches and leads and directs us to say, let this go, then you let it go. You think I you think I like that? No. But I, I know it's right. I know it's proper. I know it's appropriate because every time somebody gets in between God and I, I just seem to have all kinds of problems. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Oh, I know what it is. He's watching and he's listening. <laughs> he's like, hey, stop that. It's like, oh, yeah, I got to stop doing that. If you belong to Christ, Galatians 3, 9, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Yeah? In order to go through that promise, that whole process of the promise, you have to let everything go and lay it down at the altar. So that's what Abraham had to do. And because we have faith like Abraham, we're required to do that. And so it's it's not an issue. I have talked to my brother the other day. It's not an issue of us understanding it all as much as us just saying, Yes, Lord. You said yes in the very beginning to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. The Savior part's the, you've been saved from the flames, saved from the power of sin. The Lord part is he's the master, and you're the servant. And if the people of, of today's society don't like that kind of talk, tough. 
because you serve somebody. And I, I give Bob Dylan at least the credit he wrote the song. It may be the devil and it may be the Lord, but you're going to serve somebody. And that's right. And that's true. So everything, let it go, including, ready? Your own self, your own glory, your own power, your own wisdom, your own achievements. Your oh, oh wait wait your own family. Oh, he's not talking about family. That is exactly what God is talking about in the text. Let go of your family, Abraham. Me first. <laughs> wow, isn't that power? It's like oh my goodness. Every time I teach this, I get bummed. I'm happy, but I get bummed. But I'm happy, but I'm bummed. Just like you guys. That's the flesh and the spirit going, yay, and the flesh going, boo, yay, boo, right? Get me? I mean, the thing about it, Dave, too, it just shows you how really weak we are. Like, you really cannot take pride in yourself when you really think about it. You, If you really get down to it, it's about it's about picking up the cross on a regular Absolutely. basis. That's just what it is. No other way. Yep. All right. We'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. What is the David Spoon Experience? When you are in the presence of the Lord and his presence is strengthening you, and we talked about that can happen through the word of God, through prayer, and through fellowship. And then you go through some process where somebody sends you a text or somebody sends you a letter or somebody calls you or somebody sends you an email or somebody looks at you funny or somebody kind of glances or somebody says something about you or you hear something about yourself or you eat the wrong kind of tacos and you just feel bad and the joy is sucking away at the moment. Here is the answer while the devil is trying to take your joy away. Here is the key for the next 365 days for your life. When the devil takes the joy away by robbing you, you go back into the presence of God again. When the devil comes in and robs you and takes that joy, will you get up off your duff or your blessed assurance and you go into the presence of God again, be it prayer, be it Bible, be it fellowship, be it worship, be it whatever. I don't care. Get up and get back in the presence of God again. And when the devil comes around the second time and knocks on your door and you open it and he takes it from you again, then you get off your blessed assurance again and you get back into the presence of God again. And when he does it a third time, you do it again. And when he does it a fourth time, you do it again. Because the strength of the Lord is in the joy of the Lord, which is found in the presence of the Lord. And when he comes a robbing, you go to refill. When the tank is empty, put gas in it. When you're depleted, fill it up. And you think, well, I can't do that. Why not? You did it the first time. Yes, but that was special. Why? Because you tried. Try again. But you don't understand. No, I don't care. That's much, much more heartless to say that, huh? That's a good one. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I, don't, I care about the truth. I don't care about somebody's, well, my perception, well, good for you. God bless you. When you can figure out that you can argue with God, let me know how that goes. If you win that argument, you come back. You can take the throne. But you ain't going to win it. So when the enemy comes and he comes a-stealing, 
You do exactly what you need to do to take it back. If he steals from you, you take it right back. Why? Because you can. Because he's not empowered to keep it from you. He's empowered to take it momentarily. You're empowered to take it right back. Take it. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Uh, just want to make sure everybody knows the contest is over. Brad will be reaching out to our winners to deliver the Bibles on Tuesday. So Rosalind and Abraham could just kind of like, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. It's all going to happen because he's going to take care of it for us just to alleviate the burden for us. So we appreciate that. Here, getting ready for your next Triv question. Ooh, this is a good one. Ooh. And I'm going to give you half of a hint. What kind of a hint? What color are the four horses in the book of Revelation? What color are the four horses? I will give you this, that two of the colors are pretty much aligned with two of the colors in our flag. I will say that. But I'll just kind of leave it there. It's not perfectly. In fact, you know what? Scratch the hint. What colors are the four horses in the book of Revelation? Just leave it there. I think you guys should be able to locate that because I'm going to guarantee you one thing. It's in the book of Revelation. Do you like that? See, I'm going to tell you what. What color are the four horses in the book of Revelation? The answer is in the book of Revelation. If you think you know the answer, you can call 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483 as well as send an uh, email david at hemusincrease.org. Before we take the caller, we do have a caller calling in. I want to send you to the website, which is hugely important. And let me just say this real quickly. April Buddies coming back uh, next week. Pray for the audience. And then money, we need it. We're not even going to play. We need it. We need to not only to grow, we need to keep pace with what we're doing now. So if you can give, great. If you can't, pray for us that the Lord will bless us and open uh, doors for us. That's all we're asking. Uh, check out the website, hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemostincrease.org. Praise report? Hemostincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemostincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemostincrease.org. Hemostincrease.org. Can't touch this. Can't touch this. Hey, but, these sounds are amazing. Amazing. And that's my favorite. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right, send the person through. Knock, knock. This is David. Uh, who am I talking to? Shabbat shalom, brother. Hello, brother. How are you? Now, I don't know. if Can you hear while you're on the phone what's going on on the radio? Are you able to hear the songs and the sounds, or is that – are you kind of about – Yeah, about? don't touch me. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Isn't that great? <laughs> I started Dang dancing it. in the studio. Yeah, don't touch me. Yeah. It's just so good. All right. All right, my brother. Here we go. What? Okay. Before I lose my connection, I'm going to give the answer. answer okay. is a, it's a four-power horse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the colors are mentioned in the book of Revelation. <laughs> and the colors are red, white, black, and green. Right. So I'm, we're going to say ding, ding, ding. 
It can be red, white, black, green, red, white, dark, pale. I would go with any of those. I did red and white was right when I said two thirds of the flag because it's red, white, and blue. So I guess that really was not that bad a hint uh, on the yeah. overall. So how you doing, brother? What's going on with you? I just pray uh, that God will make me a better husband and a better father and a and a better minister as well. Okay, let's pray. Let's do it right now. Father, yeah. we come before you right now. Lift up our dear brother Samson. He prays the exact prayer that every one of us prays. We want to be better ministers. We want to be better parents. We want to be better children. We want to be better spouses. We need all of that. We, all of us, every single one of us wants to do better, Lord, to honor you. And because we know we can do better in you. Help us, enable us, empower us, energize us. Don't let the enemy use it against us to beat us down, but let it be an encouragement to move closer so we can reflect you better. We're closer to you so we can reflect you more in the process. And, Lord, forgive us where we failed and restore us and when we've done bad, dumb things and have mercy on us and then pour your grace into our minds and hearts so we can go forward. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hey, brother, while I'm driving through this uh, downtown Dallas, I felt like a, I'm passing through the financial hub of the Dallas city, and I'm going to pray for for us that God will release our bank for the David Spoon experience to pay all our bills. In amen. Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' God. name, amen. We receive it. Yes. Amen, brother. All right. Shabbat shalom, and have a blessed weekend. All right. God bless you, bro. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to move the – no, I think we can still do the history. Okay? We can do the history. We're just going to have to skip on the jokes, I think is what it is. So, but, uh, so yeah, you want to do history? Yeah? Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's go What's really funny is you guys think we know what we're doing. <laughs> Professional radio day. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, today is National Tater Day. Now, Yum. Now, now, I want to just say something. If you guys have, and don't get mad, but if you've ever watched Ron White do some of his comedy, he does this whole routine where he's the tater. The tater. <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting. I'm not recommending it because it has some language in there that I think is uh, more uh, not along the lines of tongues, but more along the lines of the wrong tongues. But uh, the whole thing is just... We got him. We got the tater. Anyway, now we're talking about the food, right, Dave? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, hope I, I hope I am. I hope I am. I am. I'm talking about National Crayon Day. I love crayons. Yep. I love crayons. I just don't care. I use just so you can know. I use colored pencils every single day for 25 years. Oh. I just love. I just. I think colors are great. And then uh, it's Bunsen Burner Day. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure what to say about that. 1889, in this day, the Eiffel Tower was inaugurated. Okay, good to know. Uh, 1984, Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous made its debut, thereby creating covetousness for half of America. Very Uh, true. Probably was not a good idea. Uh, And then finally, 1943, on this day, Oklahoma. The Rodgers and Hammerstein uh, musical opened in New York called Oklahoma. And it was just a classic. It's one of the first musicals I saw at camp. It was at camp. You know, Jewish camp's a little different. And uh, and we saw Oklahoma. Wow. That's right. I can even sing the Oklahoma song, which I will not do because 
I love you guys. All right, here we go. First thing we talked about is being yielded. Pretty straightforward. Nothing bizarre about that. Here's the next thing. I like this. I'm taking liberty. You can get upset with me. I don't mind. In Luke 20:18, it talks about those Jesus being the stone, or the the, the actually it's a rock. Okay. Uh, here's what the, here's what it says. Everyone on on and even though it's stone, I'll just use the text that I have. Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, but he on whom it falls will be crushed. Now that's the NIV. So I'm going to ask D to check. Do you have your NIV with you today? What do you have? This is the NIV study Bible. Oh yeah, you like that one, huh? That's a good yeah, one. Yeah, I got huh? a couple of them. Yeah. All right. You. So uh, give me uh, Luke 20:18. What does it read? It says, "Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces, but he on whom it falls will be crushed." Will be crushed. Now watch this. Okay. I just want you to step step back, take a deep breath. <gasps> Everyone who falls on that stone will be broken to pieces. But he on whom that stone falls, they'll be crushed. So what's the difference there? If Jesus drops the rock on you on top of your head, you will be crushed. It's over. It ain't good. That's not a good sign. But if you are not crushed and you fall and break to pieces before the Lord, that is a good sign. The difference here is understanding that broken is better than crushed. When you're crushed, you're 86th. When you're broken, you're moldable. Uh Uh-oh. Psalm 32, verse 1. I am forgotten by them as though I were dead. I have become like broken pottery. You see, here's something that people don't like all that much. Ready? Romans 9, 20 through 21. But who are you, human being, to talk back to God? Shall what is formed say to the one who formed it, why did you make me thus? Does not the potter have the right to make out of the same lump of clay some pottery for special purposes and some for common use? Here's the big key, and I'm just going to say it without being arrogant. You are in the seminary of being yielded and being broken. Because if you are not moldable, God will make you moldable. (laughs) Let me say that again. If you are not moldable, God will make you moldable. What does that mean? That means if he has to take the pottery and drop it on the ground and and have the pieces spread all over and then add his water and put all the pieces back together and reshape, that is exactly what he will do. Not only do you have to be yielded, like I have to be yielded, you have to be yielded. There's there's things that the Lord works on in my life. I go, come on. (laughs) You think I'm kidding. I am not kidding at all. I I love Abraham because at least he bargained with God. I just sit there and think, you got to be kidding. I mean, I'm, I'm 45 years in the faith. Can I get a break? It's like, no. You don't get a break. Well, no. I But I don't want to be moldable. Crack. You just got to catch what's going on. King David, before he was king, went to the school of brokenness when that's why he wouldn't do anything to Saul. 
Not only do you not touch the anointed in that position, but King David was like, whatever the Lord wants. Okay. Then after he became king, he kept that going because remember that guy, the Shmo guy, his name's Ishmael or whatever, not the Ishmael, but Shmizael or something like that. He heaped insults at David as David was leaving as the king and they wanted to kill him. And David said, leave him alone. I mean, my own son's trying to kill me, let alone this guy yelling insults at me. At this point, David has figured out, I stopped doing everything. Stop trying to do it. Just be broken. Just let it alone. If you want to read a book that will change your life, Gene Edwards' A Tale of Three Kings will change your life. Okay, I mean, not, not more than the scripture, but it, the entire book is about being broken before God. And you know what you get to do at the end of it? Nothing. <laughs> That's what you get to do. You get to go, okie dokie. <laughs> That's where the yielding, that's where the brokenness, that's where the submission comes in. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. It's really hard to resist Satan when we're not submitted to God. I find it to be very difficult. So you're supposed to be yielded and you're supposed to be broken. So I've chosen that passage, and I recognize it's not in the full flavor, but you get what's going on. Jesus is like, look, you fall on that rock, you'll be broken. You'll be uh, broken. That rock falls on you, you'll be crushed. That's a different, <laughs> but it'll be broken and crushed. So the idea behind that is like, yeah, I, I, ready? I surrender. Just yield. And instead of fighting for your rights, like Job did, you come to a very unique conclusion. I will put my hand on my mouth. I will say nothing except for a yes, sir. <laughs> See, this is part of that. You think, yeah, but I don't like all this stuff. Well, neither do I. Congratulations. <laughs> Welcome to Christianity 101. He's making you look like Jesus, not a glorified you. Jesus. That's the goal. So being broken and being yielded, these are the two highest seminaries. I, I talk about this in my book. I talk about it's just really, really, really important. I'm just doing a softy lesson on this now. And then it all comes down to one thing, which we're going to lead to. Being yielded and being broken lead to one specific thing, and that is the highest call that God has for you. That's what it leads to. There you go. Wow. Like that one? Pretty good. All right. Uh, take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch Sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? 
cow punch sites. $57 a month and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's cow punch sites. $57 a month and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. Here's what I want you to get. Here's what I want you to understand. Bad news does not necessitate that there is nowhere else to go except to weep. In Psalm 112, verse 7, the scripture says, He will not fear bad news. His heart is confident, trusting in the Lord. It's not pie in the sky to look at the situation and go, gosh, it's terrible, but I'm going to hold hope because hope is the only thing I have to move past it. If it never comes about, that's fine, but I'm going to live every day believing that there's a better tomorrow. When people think of that, they think, "Oh, Christianity—it's a crutch. It's—it's it's, uh, you know—it's—it's uh, it's the opiate of the of the of the people," is what Karl Marx said. It takes more guts, more strength, more determination in this day and age to be a Christian and to stand in your faith than it does to be any other thing that there is, because it's the Christians who are under persecution, and it's the people of faith that are getting slaughtered, and oh, by the way, throughout the world that's taking place. You may be from a Baptist background, a Pentecostal background, a non-denominational background. David Spoon has that too. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, then give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Time for one last trivia. I cannot believe this. This has been a fast show. I thought it was going real fast, and it kind of slowed down a little bit. No, uh, when you get into the deeper teaching, it does like to make you think. Yeah. <laughs> I just appreciate Joanne and Cordelia. Like, it's, it's, uh, I think it's, they gave it, and I just kept thinking it's something <laughs> that guy. So they gave me the thank you, lady. <laughs> just think, I just thought it was funny. Something. <laughs> this is Jewish people. It's either going to be something or something. See, or Irving. That's one of the other one. Okay, there you go. Uh, there's a multiple choice. After Jesus fed five thousand people, how many baskets of food were left over? One, twelve, or two thousand and ten. One twelve or two thousand and ten. Uh, after Jesus fed five thousand people, how many baskets of food were left over? One, twelve, or two thousand and ten. <laughs> two thousand and ten. Seriously, people. Uh, somebody's calling in. I just want to let you know if you want to nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. Also two one four two one zero eight four eight three, or send an email, David. At he must increase dot org. Okay. Okay. Uh, somebody ready to answer a trivia question? This has just been one of those shows. Uh, send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, David. This is Stephen. Hi, Stephen. How are you? I'm okay. All right. How about, you... how about a dozen? Ah, there you go. A dozen. It's 12. Yes, sir. 
<laughs> At least you didn't say a baker's dozen, which is actually 13. I mean, that's good. <laughs> excellent, excellent job. And you made such a good point. I want you to take just about 15 or 20 seconds just to mention about the garden. Please bring that up again. That was a great, great point that you sent me. Could you well, that? when you were touching on the different gardens, yep. um, back from Genesis all the way through uh, Revelation, uh, it's very important to look at the one in Song of Songs. There you go. Excellent. that has a great explanation for both the one in Genesis and the one in Revelation. Excellent. I mean, that is just an excellent, excellent insight. So I'm really glad you called in because I wanted to give you props on that, but I was driving on the I was driving on the freeway and it's hard to text. <laughs> That's what I do every time I text you. I know you need to be careful. Okay. <laughs> excellent you job, brother. Day. You too. Bye bye. All right, so everybody should know me by now, and even D. I mean, is he's still getting to know me in different things. Whenever you hear me say something or I do something or respond, it's it's very rarely is it negative, unless your unless your location comes from .gov, because then that's different. <laughs> so we paid something, and they were like, "We sent you a statement." It's like didn't have the payment. They're like, "Oh, okay." And it's just like, yeah, tell me about it. Who runs this? I can't. I cannot figure it out, but that's a whole separate thing. So anyway, just always assume, always assume if it comes from me, it's super positive unless I tell you it's negative. Okay? That, that'll that just make it easier for me when I exist. Okay, great. All right. Uh, shmoo, shmeezy, shmoo. It's or sh- <laughs> See, when you're in when you're in nursery school in at Sherizetic in Detroit, Michigan, they start they start by going say huh, say huh, say huh, say huh. <laughs> they pre they, we are prepped. Okay. All right, that's done, that's done. Let's get to this. What's the whole point of being yielded and being broken? I mean, there's a point to it, right? Yes. There is a point to it. Right? Ready? This is gonna blow your mind, especially when I finish the other part of this. All right. Listen to this. I'm just going to read it, and you'll get it. If anyone else thinks he has a reason to put confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised the eighth day of the people of Israel of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, in regard to the law of Pharisee, as for zeal persecuting the church, as for legalistic righteousness, faultless. But whatever was for my profit, I now consider lost for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things, and consider them rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness that comes from God and is by faith. All the things that we do, all the things that we coordinate, all the brilliant, great works that we come up with, all of them don't mean anything compared to this. Knowing Jesus. That's what yieldedness brings, and that's what brokenness brings, a closeness to Jesus Christ. Paul, in his, in his uh, 
discussion in Philippians lists his religious accomplishments and then calls him garbage. And by the way, in the Greek, the word is not garbage. And yes, it is as nasty as you think it is. That's what he says. It's not my fault that the church is too afraid to say what's what's been said. That's not my problem in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't matter because all of those accomplishments are pride. And what stops you from being prideful is being yielded and being broken. And then you get to understand that living in the everything else is garbage compared to knowing Jesus' zone is everything. You look at James 2.19, you believe there is one God. Good. Even the demons believe that in shudder. There is a difference between knowing God and knowing of God. The demons know of God. You are called to know God. And you think, well, I know, Dave, but come on, ministry is the most important thing. Okay. As Jesus and his disciples were on the way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home. She had a sister called Mary who was sitting at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations she had to make. She came to him and said, don't you care my sister's left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered. You're worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen what is best better, and it will not be taken away from her. You're trying to tell me that my relationship with the Lord is more important than ministry? Yes. You'd like me to say that more clearly? Yes! What do you mean? Philippians 1.21, for to me to live is Christ, to die is gain. That's what it is. There's no, there's no space here. There's nothing. This is like, well, there's nothing. And it's not, a, it's not an issue of argument or discussion. It's like we all know. Oh, that's right. You got to be yielded and you got to be broken, so that there's no pride. So you're not taking pride in your accomplishments, but you are laying yourself before the altar, before the cross, and that you recognize all of this is for one thing, and that's for you to know Jesus Christ. There's nothing else. Everybody thinks it's the way that you shine. I, I just, I'm just going to say this because I want to say it in the right way. When the guy was on the cross next to Jesus, and don't tell me that's prior to the dispensation. That's ridiculous because John the Baptist brought in the new, the new transition. So let's stop that. But when the guy was on the cross and he, he said to Jesus, remember me in your kingdom, he wasn't a huge witness to anybody except for it was written down for our sake. But he wasn't a huge witness to the people all around. It was just him and the other thief and Jesus. Wasn't a lot of space there, and the other thief was just rejecting no way. And that thief was like, I need help. I need you, Jesus. Remember me, Jesus. And Jesus goes, you're in, baby. You'll be hanging out with me before you know it. It's about knowing Jesus. It's about drawing closer to Jesus. Hey, wait. Here, I'm going to make it really easy. It's about Jesus. Okay? Just that simple. All right? Okay. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas, taking a 70 and one-half hour break. Then we'll come back with more Insanity with Spinanity. Talk to you then. Have a great weekend. Drive safe.
views expressed in the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.